0: I was on a bus, and there was this man who was on the bus, and he was homeless, and he was um, a little bit belligerent, he'd soiled himself, he was just like somebody who'd obviously been on the bus many times, and depending on how he behaved, the bus driver let him stay on the bus or not, you know, and I got on the bus, and I was looking at him, and I just said, I really wished I understood how this man got to the point where he was soiling himself on a bus. I needed to know what his lifeline was such that he ended there, you know? And I became, I looked in the window and I, and I looked to see if there was, and I saw a reflection and there was a man and I thought the man was sitting next to me. So I looked next to me and there was nobody on the bus next to me. And yet in the reflection, I saw this man and I knew it's happening again. I'd become this like, you know, man on this bus. And the, and the other guy looked over at me and he recognized me and I'd become a man that he had known who was important to him, who he had wondered about or had meant something to him and I got his attention. And he, in, in all his, who knows, you know, I'm sure that he had lost reality and he was really, you know, probably even violent at that point but when I when I looked over at him he looked over at me and even in all that insanity he recognized this shouldn't be happening and he became very upset and he said that who are you ha, 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 girl how'd you become that ha, and he knew who I was and I immediately just had to run off the bus all I knew was that I needed to get the hell off the bus that I had become it ha, it had happened again and I, I had to leave you know and like I don't think that people get that that's like people ask why I live the way I do like why do I separate myself and why do I move out to a place like this you don't really understand it becomes a practical thing you don't know when this is gonna happen to you and you don't know how it's going to affect your life so you can't just isolate yourself you leave people it becomes your way of living your reality
1: I'm Jim Perry, and you are listening to Euphemet, a show about the unknown and our relationship to it. On this edition, a girl and a boy, a chameleon and a comedian. Who are we really when we can be anyone, shape-shifting through the night, leading to something new? Next on Euphemet.
2: I do love getting older. The only thing I don't like about getting older is that I'm losing my mind. And I don't mean I'm going crazy, that's happened long ago. But uh, I dated a girl who could shapeshift. After that, everything's different.
1: (laughs) Ryan Singer is a comedian based in Los Angeles. Noted for his inclusion of esoteric topics in his bits, Ryan makes clear he is no stranger to the anomalous. He uses his own transformational experiences to present his most truthful identity and viewpoint, one in which challenges the audience to embrace the strange.
2: I mean, if we just look at the track listings on this new album that just came out, um, Stay Beautiful Forever, I mean, Forever also is a thing. Like, you know, Immortality is something that I'm obsessed with. Like, that, was, that tour was called Live Forever Tonight. Um, Immortal For Now was, I have a t-shirts, um, but, uh Losing my mind, but uh, crystals and witches. I believe in Bigfoot, reincarnation, uh, future man. That's just, you know, if man from the future came back, time traveling, um, teleportation, singularity. So it's it's definitely stand-up comedy for uh, a new a new way of thinking. Maybe I mean I hate to like that sounds kind of arrogant, but I mean it's not. The difference between men and women. Some of that classic stand-up comedy stuff will seep in, of course, because I love stand-up comedy and I've loved it ever since I first heard it when I was a kid. But Or why else would I devote my life to it? But like, I did a joke and no one gets this joke, but I think five years from now people will get it. Where I'm like, I can be relatable. You know, sometimes I'll have to tell the crowd, like, listen, I know this is a lot. We're talking about me, us being robots. We're talking about all kinds of stuff but I can, I can t- sit up here and talk about the differences between space and time, you know, trying to make it. And then I do like jokes like space is always like, hey, give me some room. And time's like, I need a minute, you know, and like people usually just kind of stare at me. I mean, I've always been kind of a problem in the way that I do like to challenge. Uh, I've always had a hard time with authority, a very difficult time with authority. No one, none of us want to be told what to do. None of us want to be told what to do and none of us want to be talked down to. And so when people tell me that there are rules in stand-up comedy or this is why you have to do something and, you know, I'm like, well, watch me not do that, you know. And do you have, uh, as a result, a career that ends up being a little more on the outskirts of the world, especially when it comes to mainstream? Sure. But it's, it's fun out here. No one tells me what to do. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not saying that like, no one tells me what to do. I mean, like, I don't have anyone in my career, like a, you know, a manager, or agents, people. I have a manager, but she's on board. But like, no one's trying to tell me what to do with my career. Uh, but one thing is for sure, that the people who do like me, they like the version of myself that I'm happy with putting out there. Because any entertainer puts out of, it's a version. Like you say, it's a face, you know, it's a version of yourself. I know for a fact that there are people in the entertainment industry that if I'm brought up, it is, oh, that guy's crazy. That's the conversation. I mean, I think when you're a person who's had uh, paranormal or supernatural experiences and you live in the modern Western world where science rules everything with an iron fist, you are made to feel like a fool if you believe in anything that isn't, you know, in line with everything they say is possible. So when you step out of line, people feel threatened by you, um, even if they don't realize it. We were kind of talking about it earlier today, driving back from the crystal shop, the rock shop. And because when people understand the world around them, it gives them a feeling of security and safety. And then when you come along and say, I dated a woman who could shapeshift, and they know you're not kidding. I don't really know what the process in their mind is because I can't be inside their mind, but I can only imagine. They're like, oh, this guy's trying to tell me everything about the world that I believe is true is not true, Uh, essentially, in some kind of way. Um, He's crazy. Oh, I know how to compartmentalize this. This guy is mentally insane, he's delusional, and uh, I don't really have to deal with him in a serious way. And not only that, he's stupid. Or even if he's not crazy, guess what? He's really stupid if he thinks he saw that. Because there's people who are really smart who will tell him he's stupid. And I'm just going to go with that. And so they, feel, they, they think you're dumb. They think you're crazy. They think you're sick or something like that. And that's the price you pay, I guess, if you try to live your honest life. I'm talking about my memory. I lost my memory. Like, my memory's slipping. This is a true story. This is embarrassing. A few months ago, I forgot the word rectangle. Like, one of the first ten words we learned. I just couldn't. I was like, oh, what is it?" It's like embar- I had to Google two sides equal in length longer than other two sides. It's a true story. I did. And the results came back. We don't need you anymore. I was like, that's very fair, Google. We do not need me. But it's even more embarrassing why I needed to remember the word rectangle. Uh, I was in my apartment in Los Angeles. I have three roommates, not trying to brag. And, uh, but I've got the room with the walk-in closet, right? And uh, so I cleared that out, and I put a desk in there. It's my laboratory. So I stay up until about 4.30 in the morning every night. I'll be writing in yellow legal pads and all capital print letters about all kinds of fun stuff. On this particular night, I'd been researching astrology, right? And I was like... Oh, my God, dude, this is amazing. I'm channeling source right now. No one has made a geometry-based astrology system where everybody's a shape. Oh, whoa, dude. People may or may not remember me for my comedy, but they're definitely going to remember me for this, dude. This is amazing. Oh, everybody will be a shape. They'll know how to better fit into the world around them. Oh, this is going to help so many people. Some people will be a circle. Some people will be a square. Some people will be a... What the fuck
1: is... Oh, God.
2: It's like two capital L's, 69ing. Like, what is... And that's when I had to Google two sides equal. And listen, the irony is not lost on me that a guy who thinks he traversed from the world of comedy into prophecy, because let's be honest, that's what happened, couldn't remember the simplest word of the prophecy, right? Like, you're not a prophet if you can't remember the fucking word rectangle. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Ryan's motto, it's more fun to believe, is as simple as it is profound. For some, this casual persuasion to keep an open mind is not easy. As it turns out, for most, it's harder to believe especially when Ryan shares stories from a relationship he had with a mysterious girl. She was another soul in the clubs of LA, in the business of trading faces, hoping to find a home among the stars to be accepted for who she really was, in this case, whomever she may have been at the moment, whose ever face she may have been wearing.
2: When I was younger, I moved to Los Angeles from Ohio back and forth a bunch of times. I was very early on in comedy, so I was living in a a sectioned off part of a French woman's mansion in the Hollywood Hills. I had an air mattress that had a hole in it, so I'd fall asleep uh, inflated. I'd wake up deflated every morning. It was a perfect metaphor for my life. Like I'd be up till four in the morning like, oh, I'm gonna make it in this town. And I'd wake up like, oh, the harsh reality of sleeping on a fucking floor. So I started an open mic with a friend of mine at this bar in West Hollywood pretty happening little spot It was called Miyagi's and it's awful. It's like the worst open mic in the city of Los Angeles, which is really accomplishing something. This uh, young woman signs up and performs. I've never seen her before. It's her first time ever doing comedy. I mean, she was cute and you know, Oh, she might, you know, be funny someday. You know, that's what you That's what comics say about each other. Oh, they might be funny someday. Um, so I go back up on stage and she's gone. Bartender who's a friend of mine says, hey, that girl uh, wrote something in your notebook. And I immediately become very angry. That's like writing in a teenage girl's diary. What are you doing? You don't look at my notebook. You don't touch my notebook. And you sure as hell don't write in my notebook, right? Those are sacred pages for me writing about my dick. You know, like <laughs> awful jokes about my genitals. So. I'm like, what'd she do? What? And so I look through the pages and I find she left her name and her number. Told me like, hey, uh, that young woman uh, wrote wrote something, was writing something in your notebook while you were on stage. I was like, oh, really? And I found it, and it was your phone number. So I called you, and uh, and then that night you called. That night I called you, and we started chatting. And then you asked me the question. You said,
0: Are you spontaneous?
2: (laughs) And I said, Yeah, I'm spontaneous. (laughs) And then you said, (laughs) You said, Well, let's hang out right now. And it was really late. It was pretty late at the time. And, uh, <laughs> and I said, I don't know. I, I got some stuff to do tomorrow. I don't know.
0: Uh, they're real spontaneous. <laughs> yeah. And
2: then that's all it took. And then, boom, I think an hour later we were hanging out for the first time. Yeah. I was like, oh, challenge accepted. So I go over to her house, her apartment. And she lived on the west side. So I drove over there. We're hanging out. And this is back when I was like a bad boy. I'm smoking cigarettes right on the back, back her little balcony. And uh, she's got a nice place. She's got a roommate, but it's a nice place because she's like a rocket scientist during the day. Um, so she works at an aerospace company out by the airport Los Angeles airport and so we're talking and I was even more of a maniac back then I mean maybe I'm still the same kind of maniac but I'm just more grounded but uh, I used to believe now this is the craziest part of the story for me I used to believe that there was a lizard living inside of my brain I don't know what your memory of it is because it's been a while now but we were on your back patio in your apartment in Culver City where you were living at And people are like, what? Yeah, that's exact. That's the response I, you probably I should have. That. Well, yeah, that's just, you know, it's going to sound weird, but I got a lizard in my brain.
0: And I was like, okay. And you must have thought that I thought that you were weird when in fact I was like, he might be the one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I would have like a weird tingle feeling in the back, lower part of my uh, skull uh, on the back of my neck. And I couldn't explain it other than it felt like a lizard was inside trying to use its tiny little claws to claw out. So I just said it was a lizard in my brain. And whenever that feeling was happening a lot, it always signified like some major change in my life was coming, right? Wow,
0: I remember exactly that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I remember it was dark out. Uh, Kind of like
0: now. Yeah. Except for not so much crickets. and.
2: Yeah, yeah. And a much smaller space out there.
0: And my roommate, I just remember thinking she was asking me to like give her a signal fight because I didn't know you and I had already talked to you, her about you. So she was like, you know, in waiting for me to be like, he's weird. you know, And little did she know that I was like, go to bed. He's got a lizard. He's the one.
2: <laughs> so and then she goes, if you're so weird, I could probably tell you. She's like, I can tell you I can confide in you because of how weird you are. So they're like, okay, confide in me. What about what's what's about you that's weird? And she says, Well, I my um, family is you
0: know Middle Eastern, but I was born uh, in the United States. Uh, so I okay. was born in the Virgin okay. Islands.
2: Oh, okay, the Virgin Islands.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. so I I was uh, born in the states, but my family is my from family, overseas. Some
2: people in my okay. family think I'm and evil, I, I think um, and I don't know how to explain it. Um, and it's more than just like. My eye color will change every once in a while, which I was like, oh, I've I've had that happen, like depending on what I'm wearing. You know, sometimes my eyes will at least appear to be a different color, more gold than green and sometimes more hazel or brown. And she's like, yeah, I sometimes appear to be different.
0: Um, Who, you know, there was not I didn't have a group. I didn't have a place that I could, like, talk about what I was going through at the time.
2: Like, can you tell me what you were going through, like, at the time? Do you remember?
0: I knew that I could become whoever I needed to be for the group that I was with. And it wasn't like being a popular person. It wasn't like being a nerd, so to speak. I physically could become a different person. I could, and I didn't even, you don't even, you're not even self-aware enough at the time when you're younger to understand that, but you knew that you just were you were physically different than other people around you and when I heard you talk about something that was physical a physical change feeling like you were physically different than other people that's when I knew that like I don't know if he he's the same as who I am but I might have found somebody that I like could tell this to
2: and I'm like oh it sounds pretty cool to me sounds like like you're You know like an x-men and she goes you wouldn't think it's so cool if you saw it trust me i've never had that no one's ever responded in such a way to think that it's awesome you know everyone thinks i'm like either the devil or and so i was like well this sounds pretty cool i i i can't wait to see it sometime she's like i don't think you'll you'll be saying that
1: Next, be careful what you wish for. You may just get it. In a surprisingly unrecognizable way. After this, on Euphomet.
0: We'd had sex.
2: We had just had sex. Yeah.
0: And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that's very integral <laughs> to the conversation. And, um,
2: <laughs> and you were doing And uh, So we're just laying there in bed, you know, just kind of quiet. And I'm, like, staring off at the ceiling or something, and she's on my left. And I turn my head to look at her to say something, whatever it was going to be, like, hey, do you want a glass of water? Or who knows? This was at her apartment again. And I look over at her, and she's not her. She's a different person. She was, like, a blonde-haired white woman stark contrast to the woman she was dark haired of middle eastern descent like and she was 100 percent correct when she said i would not be excited about that happening because i freaked i freaked out in a way that i've never freaked out before in that moment i felt like you know what i always thought i was going to go crazy well this is the moment it happens because this i am now crazy like to be to be so sane and conscious of losing your mind which sounds like such there's such dichotomy in that sentence right that it shouldn't it's a paradox but in that moment i was like i used to, i've always thought that i'll go crazy someday and in fact that day is here and so i literally physically i have a physical response to where she understands what's happened without me even saying anything where you I kept am asking
0: I'm where i am where and i ca- tried to calm you down and i said so in los we're los in los you know los, los, los angeles. angeles we're in culver city you said happen. okay we're in culver in city, los city los but where you're in my and i was like we're in, in culver los city, los city, city, city you know city, los, 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 los angeles, los angeles. Los we're in Culver city los california the earth and i kept going and going and you wouldn't calm down i don't remember how i left but yeah And I knew that it was because I I realized at that point that it wasn't a matter of trying to get people to believe what was happening. That wasn't my goal up to that point was trying to get people to believe. Now it was more that could they handle it? Yeah. That was a stark contrast because I realized even more scary than the notion that no one ever believed that this could happen is how would they react once they understood that this could happen.
2: So then after I kind of get my reality back a little bit and realize like I've experienced something that I thought, you know, previously would have been the coolest thing in the world. In reality, I freaked out. Um, I left. I just grabbed my shit and I was like, I got to get out of here. And I left, which considering we had just had sex. uh, So we were both vulnerable and we were in her house and I just left, which is like such a man thing to do let alone if you just had a crazy paranormal experience and you can't handle it. And instead of sitting there and trying to work through it and figure out what happened, even though you said it would be the coolest thing you ever experienced previously, then when it finally happens, you react exactly how she told you you would. Um, And that doesn't even come into your mind. didn't occur to me. She told me that I was going to freak out so I better not freak out. I freaked out at first, but I better work through this because she told me and I said it I said it was going to be awesome. None of that even occurred to me. I was just like get the hell out of here. So I took off
0: To you in so long, you have no idea how crazy it is for me to realize you You remember that too. Oh,
2: of course, I do, you, I'll never forget it. You
0: know, I, I wasn't a different person emotionally, I was a different person physically, yeah. and I knew that I I don't know how I knew I knew that I was somebody that you had already known.
2: Yeah, it was, de- yeah, you were a woman I, kn- I, I knew but, from my past, but
0: but I like you that really happened,
2: yeah, it really happened,
0: and you freaked out.
2: I totally freaked out. You and I, freaked if I remember out. correctly, I was just kind of sitting on the edge of your bed, kind of like, and I wanted rocking you to get it so forth. badly.
0: You were my only person. Yeah. If you didn't get it, no one would.
2: I know. And I've never forgiven myself for this. And uh, it, it haunts me every day because I told you, no, this is awesome. This is really But that's before cool. you
0: saw it with your own eyes.
2: Exactly. And intellectually, I believed right. that um, I was on board with it right. and could handle it. And in reality, Uh, It was a totally different story and
0: that changed the whole that changed my life when I started wondering Would anyone even if I got to the goal of getting them to believe what was happening? Would they be able to handle it?
2: Yeah, and it changed my life forever as well because ever since that moment I've realized Saying something is one thing right and being something is another and I
0: never held that against you, though.
2: Well, I appreciate you saying that because uh, I—I don't think we've ever really spoken about
0: it. No, and that's why I think to my to my own self, I might have said that it never happened, because there was only one other person that could verify that it did.
2: <laughs> and he's walking around with a lizard, in his brain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So, you know.
2: we eventually start talking again and we don't talk about the night really. Um, And that weird phenomenon happens when people share a crazy paranormal experience together where they don't speak about it afterwards. Happens almost every time when people have shared paranormal experiences. They they might speak about it in the moment briefly, but it doesn't seem to really come up ever again for the most part, which I don't know how to explain that, but, but it's just something that's true in the people I've talked to and we have another date and then we see each other and nothing crazy happens you know that kind of thing it's just normal get about it and then she cancels a date we're supposed to have cuz she leaves me a voicemail message that just says can't hang out tonight it's happened again that was the entire message so i was like not this time i walk through the door you're wearing a huge baggy sweatshirt. And I think you had shorts on. I can't remember if it was shorts or sweatpants. Yeah. Um but it was a huge
0: Because baggy I, sweatshirt. I I grabbed that at the last minute. Because even at that point when I was kinda of resigned and almost grateful to figure out how you would react, I was afraid. This is something I'd been hiding since I was eight. You know, like and whatever was going to happen was about to happen.
2: She tells me, I was like, so what's going on? What happened? She goes, I'm at work at my desk. A woman who's pregnant stops in front of my desk to have a conversation with someone else. And they're having a conversation. She just looks very happy. And I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, she looks so happy. I wish I could be happy like her. And then she finished her conversation and took off and walked off. I didn't think anything of it until... You know, whatever time it was later in the day after that had happened, she starts to realize her clothes are no longer fitting her body; they're becoming stretched.
0: Her eyes went down immediately.
2: And, and I'm like, "What's going on? What happened? Like, what is it?"
0: <sighs> I was relieved and, because uh, I could just like at least tell well, you. I can't
2: remember if your roommate was home. I. You put your hand
0: on my stomach. Yeah, yeah. And you felt it.
2: And I'm like, I, I and you freaked see it. out.
0: You felt the baby oh, that didn't God. exist. In theory, yeah. nothing had happened. You Jeez. felt it.
2: She's like, I am becoming pregnant, sitting there at my desk. So I call my boss and I tell him I don't feel well. I have to leave early. Um, that I'm very sick. So he can't stop me or whatever. And so I grab my stuff and I cover up and I just take off. And I was like, Are you still pregnant? And she goes, I can't show you, I can't show you. You're gonna think I'm a freak. You're gonna freak out again. I was like, I promise I won't freak out. I was like, I was like, I I'm like, I grew up in Southern Ohio. All my stepsisters were pregnant when they were like 17, 18 years old. I've been around pregnant women. This isn't gonna freak me out. And so, she lifts up her sweatshirt, and and
0: she, it wasn't fake.
2: It wasn't fake, and it was like you swallowed a beach ball.
0: It was, and I was, yeah. It was, it was very evident that it wasn't anything else.
2: I remember even, I think, putting my ear to it at one point to see if I could hear anything. <laughs> like, oh, I want to I hear, see if I can feel it kick or, or or, hear anything that's going on in there. Oh, my God. I remember just being so, like, mesmerized by it. I, I remember at one point we were just like, we, we were like, well, what do we do?
0: Yeah.
2: And so I, if I remember correctly, we got a bottle of wine out. Because I think the consensus among the two of us was, well, there's no way I'm really pregnant.
0: No, and the thing is, is like, like I said, there's relief, and nobody knows how they'll react again, like in those situations. But there's relief because you saw it, you saw it, you physically agreed, and you yeah, could look. It's not down. all in your head, now. It wasn't in my head, and that was the first time, and probably I didn't
2: is that the believe last
0: time? it. Of course, I mean, ever since then, like I said, and this isn't meant to be a guilt thing, because it really isn't. I thought if he couldn't handle this, no one can.
2: The world is never going to be the same.
0: Never going to be the same.
2: And it never has been.
0: No, but yet
2: and that's why we're here tonight
0: it the the interesting thing is i wonder what would have happened is nothing would have really been different depending on either way you react because i knew something was not right something about the way the world interpreted the world wasn't true
2: yeah the the laws and the rules of reality weren't true uh uh, yeah as everyone has seemingly accepted them
0: then what question mark and that that really is the best way to describe what my life has been like since then it's then what how do you go ahead living your life when you know the rules aren't quite what they are but you don't know what they are either
2: yeah because people people obviously go immediately to You're crazy. okay well this happened then explain it and if you don't have an explanation then you're crazy. Right. And it's like, no, I, I don't know why this You're is not.
0: Like. And you're being very vulnerable when you say that because that's what I mean by like, you, you have to be very picky with who you talk to about this. It's because you're exposing a very vulnerable truth, which is, I don't believe what you say is true, but I don't know what is true. You're voluntarily saying to them, I don't know. But there's no, like, there needs to be somebody who concedes that they don't know either. And the average person seems to be convinced that what they hear is true.
1: Thank you for listening to this edition of Euphemet. I'd also like to thank Audible and Empty Faces for their support. Please check out their offers in our show notes and take advantage of these really great partners to the show. Portions of Ryan Singer's great new comedy record, Free Love, were heard during this edition. As the name suggests, Ryan is giving the record out for free. Visit his website at ryansingercomedy.com to download now, and check out his podcast, Me and Paranormal You make sure to join us on facebook our group the society of youfmet is where myself and listeners go to share their own experiences and talk about the show please join us you can follow us at UFOMet on social media and me at it's jim perry on twitter and instagram as always please remember to subscribe rate and review us on itunes that helps the show tremendously this has been UFOMet. i'm jim perry and until next time keep looking up